You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. I do want to end the show talking a little bit about the uh, CBA negotiations that are happening between the NBA Players Association and the league. So uh, Sham Terrania of The Athletic says that the Players Association and the NBA are closing in on a new collective bargaining agreement. Some of the key details that have been hammered out include eliminating the college one and done rule, um, increasing the luxury tax threshold that will encourage more teams on that first tax threshold to spend more money uh, and keeping their own guys particularly and staying with the growing salary cap and the growing inflation. Um, They also want to increase contract extension limits. So essentially the deal that Julius Randle signed a couple of years ago with the Knicks, that was essentially a quote unquote max extension based on the percentage uh, that he was making previously. They want to up that percentage. So a guy like Randle can get paid more uh, to to resign on an extension. So uh, those are some of the details that apparently are pretty much, you know, hammered out and agreed to by both the league and the players. There's also um, issues that the league is trying to address regarding load management they want to talk about the financial viability of the Diamond Sports Regional Network, which is Valley Sports for those who aren't familiar. I know Knicks, obviously, we have MSG. If you're a Net fan, you have, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, you're a Net fan. Sorry if you, if you hate the slander. But um, if you're a Net fan, you have yes. So maybe you're not as familiar with some of these other um, teams. But Valley Sports, the company that owns them, is getting ready to file for bankruptcy. And they um, cover half of the league, 16 NBA markets. Are, are basically covered by Bally Sports and their games, and the company that owns them is about to go bankrupt. It's a whole big issue in Major League Baseball as well. So those two team things seem to be top priorities for the league. I want to start with the one-and-done rule. Are you happy to see it go away? This will mean that high school players will now be allowed to go straight to the NBA, just like we saw LeBron, Kobe, and KG, and those guys do back in the day. Yeah, I mean, selfishly, I, I'd probably rather the NBA one and done rule remain in effect just because I like, you know, mm-hmm. you like the opportunity to get to go watch these guys at Duke or North Carolina, um, you know, or, or at least in years past. But um, I think that the, you know, the NBA G League Ignite, uh, you know, overtime, um, those type of things have, you know, Scoot Henderson, we're not watching him. We're not going to watch him in March Madness this year, you know, whereas yeah. years past we would have, um, you know, kind of, you know, previewed. Um, and, and, and obviously the internationalization of the game, Victor Wembayana, the number one overall pick um, is playing overseas. So um, it's changed things. Certainly, um, you know, the Thompson twins, et cetera, they're not playing college hoops. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, 
Yeah, they're an overtime elite. So it's, it, you know, it's already, we've already kind of phased away from, you know, it's likely that the top four picks in the draft, um, you know, depending on where Brandon Miller, he's got a whole nother situation going on down there in Alabama, but um, it's likely that the top four picks, assuming that it's Wembyana, Henderson, and, and possibly the two Thompson twins, or, you know, another one of the, the young 19 year olds um, won't play college basketball anyway. So I think it's going to have less of an impact. Um, and also I, I think we might see while the opportunity presents itself, like a, a guy like Wembyana, would have been the number one pick had he come out last year. That wouldn't have changed. Scoot Henderson probably would have been the number one or number two pick had he come out a year early. But a lot of these other guys, given the money they can make with either overtime elite or via the G League or going to school and signing a $500,000 NIL deal, um, will discourage them from jumping to the league unless they really are told um, that they are, uh, you know, that they are ready for the league and that they will be a yeah, top five or exactly. top lottery pick. Um, you know, you'll still get the Lenny Cooks of the world that, you know, really don't have any other options due to grades or whatever the case might be um, and, and, and throw their name in the hat or get bad advice. Um, but, you know, in the big picture, um, I think it's certainly – would have it will have less of an impact than it would have had five you know 10 years ago forget about it. that was a, it would have had major impact um because it seemed like every player um was a you know one and done guy coming out of a, a top you know a blue blood program that's no longer the case so I, I think it's you know i think the impact while it sounds like it'll have a major impact on the league i think it'll kind of be less than we than, than we might expect yeah i think you hit it on the nail on the head like i, I unfortunately um as much as I thought the one and done rule kind of gave a little bit of a jolt back to college basketball because we got to see Kevin Durant playing at Texas, Greg Oden playing at Ohio State, Michael Beasley playing at K State, Daryl Rose at Memphis. I mean, there were so Kevin Love and uh, at, uh, at at UCLA. I mean, there were so many prospects that at that point in time, just a couple of years prior, would have been playing in the NBA. Now we're seeing them playing college basketball. And it was awesome. I mean, you see these guys taking these, you know, Derrick Rose taking his team to the national championship. Kevin Love taking his team to the final four. Kevin Durant as a freshman is averaging almost 30 points. I mean, it Carmel was. Carmelo Anthony. It was, it's, it's yeah. Crazy. Right. Of course, Carmelo Anthony the year before, years before. Like, you saw guys um, have these spectacular seasons. And and I think in some ways it kind of revitalized the league. I mean, the college basketball particularly. Because now you were seeing the best players coming out of high school playing in college. But if you have as you mentioned, these other options like the G League Ignite, like Overtime Elite. And then you have, of course, like you said, the the uh, expansion of the, the growth of the game internationally. And now you're seeing a lot of these players internationally that are also now having to wait another year to play. It kind of lessens the, I don't say the importance, but it kind of lessens just like the the the, the quality of competition that you're seeing in college basketball now. Yeah, I, I think my sense is that the league feels like where you know this won't have as big impact so let's let's say okay fine we'll give you guys we'll get rid of the one and done rule as if they're making a big sacrifice you know and then ask for something else on the back end yeah. in, in, in return from the league when in actuality um it's not a big as, as big a sacrifice as you might think yeah and that one and done rule is an interesting thing because according to shams they there is this uh the NBA players, you know, one of the reasons why the NBA players agreed to the one and done rule was they were tired of seeing 18 year old kids who clearly weren't ready to play taking their spots. And if you're drafted yeah. as a first round pick, that's a guaranteed, uh, that's a guaranteed contract you have. So that means some veteran is not going to be on an NBA roster. And then we'd see your Robert Swifts, your Desanya Jops, some of these guys, Kedrick Brown, these guys would just uh, be on NBA rosters and just sit on the bench for four years and then they'd be out of the league. So um, apparently they're trying to thread a needle where, uh, the veteran players will be able to facilitate, according to Shams, uh, tutelage and orientation to the high school 
players entering the league and that the union wants to maintain the presence of veteran players and not allow newcomers to replace them. So I guess having these guys, uh, you know, mentoring a lot of these young players coming into the league, they hope would give those veteran players value to remain in the league uh, with the system set up. So they're trying to thread a needle there. I think that, look, from a moral standpoint, I think there's no reason why a kid shouldn't be allowed to go straight from high school to the NBA. I can list the hundreds of things that you can do when you turn 18 years old that are far more dangerous or far more um, maybe nefarious <laughs> than playing professional basketball. So I, I'm fine with that. But as a college basketball fan, a guy who loves college basketball, I, I, I do wish it would stay. And as a guy who loves it, covering the NBA draft and evaluate draft prospects, yes. I mean, it, it is it is hard. And I think part of the reason why the NBA wanted to do this is because they were giving out guaranteed millions to guys who could not play, essentially. Yes. It is hard to take kids that are playing high school basketball and evaluate them and determine whether or not they are good enough to actually play in the NBA. As good as they may look in high school it is a totally different animal when it talks about playing 82 games a night, traveling across the world or across the country, particularly, um, and playing as grown men. It yes. is at least college basketball. There's some buffer where you're doing some of that traveling, you're playing against older players and, and go from high school to the NBA is like night and day. It's, Especially with the with the just the decline of the AAU circuit, you know, a lot of yeah. people, JJ Redick has talked about this. How it's just it's a joke now, you know, the the, the competitiveness. It's like an all star game essentially. Yeah. Um. So it's really hard to determine whether these kids are ready for the league on based on that stuff. Yeah, I think that we will see some of the just like I mean, if you look at that era from like about 1998, like let's say, you know, probably after Trace McGrady got drafted, that's when we started to kind of see now. Every year, there's five or six guys at least getting drafted in the first round coming out of high school. You go from 1998 to about 2005, 2006, whenever they first instituted this one-and-done rule. That is some of the worst drafting you'll see in NBA history. Some of the guys that are drafted, not I'm not even talking about, oh, at 18 or 19. Guys drafted in the top 10 just did not become players at all because teams were taking risks on high school players. And I think about guys who every year they come into uh, a season and we say, Oh, this guy watch out for him in the NBA. Like he, he's going to be a problem. And then he go to Duke and they go to one of these places and they can't play. I mean, I don't want to pick on anybody, but like Derek Lively was the number one, number two player coming out of high school this year. And he's starting to play well for Duke over the last few games, starting to kind of figure it out. But this was a guy that if he, there was no one and done rule and <laughs> this was just him allowed to go enter the NBA. He might've been the number two or three pick in the draft this year. Like, that 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 is going to be it's going to be very interesting. Um, that's the one thing I will say. I think the scouting and the way these guys know these these players since they come up from high school in these AAU programs, I think there's more information than there's ever been. But I still think you're going to see a lot of misses in the NBA draft moving forward because of this rule. And circling back to the Knicks version of the you know we're, we're Knicks podcast, the one of the reasons the Knicks have had success, and it's important to note. I think it's six of the the players in the Knicks rotation are are, are home dra are drafted players. They've yeah. you know made their bones by drafting Emmanuel quickly, a little bit maybe underutilized at Kentucky, but was the SEC Player of the Year and had a pedigree yeah. and some uh, uh, Quinn Grimes, a highly respected pro you know uh, product coming out of high school, had his ups and downs and found his way to Houston and um, eventually developed into. Oh, Grimes, you mean Grimes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Grimes, I'm sorry, Grimes, yeah. you know, developed into a, you know, a rounded out player um, uh, under Samson. So, like, there's just, you know, the, the, those the Knicks have had success with drafting those type of players. You can kind of tell, um, you know, that wait later in the draft and some of the guys that may not have the upside of these young, exciting kids, um, but have a have, have a proven pedigree. Um, that's kind of where the Knicks have, have found a sweet spot. 
yeah, I guess three of their last first round picks, uh, all guys who were not freshmen, you know, quickly yep. a sophomore. Yep. Obi Toppin was like a super senior. And yep. you know, LeGrimes, who was a, a junior who had already transferred from one school to another. So you had plenty of information, plenty of scouting on those guys. And we see those guys are contributing players. There are yep. going to be a and, lot of teams the, that are going to, yeah. And Mitch Robinson, obviously, was the is the outlier. You know, they yeah. took him Mitch and there. RJ, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but even Robinson didn't even play at all. You know, I think we're right. you know, yeah. at Western Kentucky for like two weeks or something. Um, but And and that's why he slid to the, you know, he was a McDonald's All-American that slid into the, you know, the, the, the low 30s. Um, and Knicks benefited there. So, um, you know, it's a roundabout way of, of crediting the Knicks for some solid draft choices. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson, in some ways, is the closest thing you would have to a guy who um, was a guy straight out of high school because yep. you mentioned a guy who yep. didn't play any basketball. But this time, there was no G League Ignite. There was yep. no overtime elite. He was just working out for a year um, and did not play. I guess Shaden Sharp would be another guy who would think yeah. similar to that. Yep. He didn't yep. play at Kentucky at all last season, though he did get the practice with the team. Mitchell Robinson just left school. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this changes uh, the way teams draft. The only thing I'll say real quick before we get out of here, um, I, a lot of these stuff, the financial stuff, I'm, I'm fine with, but I think that um, they're going to need to increase these salaries of the, the contract extensions because too often guys won't even consider that extension because the, the team can't offer the max. So they have to go to the free agency in order to get the money that they are owed um, based on the percentage that they can allow. Now, the Knicks got very fortunate that a guy like Randall was saying, all right, I'll take that because he wanted to be in New York and. Um, and he probably wanted to, to bank on that guaranteed money as opposed to maybe come into the next season, going to free agency. If he had that season he had last yeah. year, I mean, we're talking about a guy who maybe makes, you know, two years, you know, 30 million. That's how bad last season was. So the fact that he got that money was important. So um, I think that's good that that they'll increase that. I'm all for player salaries increasing. The one thing I will say is I was a little concerned. I'm not saying that I can do anything, but a little concerned that there are right now no details on how they plan to handle load management issues the fact that the nba regular season is too long maybe those are going to be sticking points that are going to keep this hold this deal up but like i, I was hoping we hear something about that and it's something about how to improve the quality of play and we got none of that in this uh in these early details on the cba uh a couple things on that uh, on the load management issue one the players need to do a better job as a collective unit and that's under union leadership of presenting the the reality that yes the players are not are, are are okay with sitting out games from time to time but a lot of it is team driven that's you yes, know, the, you know exactly the, these are general managers and front office staff and medical staff that are paid millions of dollars to invest hundreds of millions of dollars in these athletes and they've determined that the best way to preserve their you know investment um, is to rest them regularly or not play them, you know, 48 minutes a night, 82 games. And as we've talked about um, multiple times uh, previously, uh, uh, 39 minutes in an NBA game today is not the same as 39 minutes in an NBA game when Jordan and Reggie Miller and Patrick Ewing and those guys were. You're talking about an extra 15, 20, 25 possessions a night, an extra quarter's worth of action per game. Um, that's extra yeah. wear and tear against, you know, again, you know, we can debate the physicality of the game. Um, but, the, you know, listen, you chase Steph Curry around, you know, screens for, for, for 40 yeah. minutes. Um, you got, you know, it's going to wear and tear on your joints. Yeah, you're going to be looking for an oxygen tank. Hundred <laughs> percent, and some orthopedics, and, and you know, yeah. and some some uh, you know new Colby's every game. But like the thing is, um, the the players need to let the media know because I, it, it continuously, all I hear from is these players are lazy. And Charles Barkley, mm -hmm. the latest example. 
These players don't want to play 40 minutes and you get paid $70 million with a bunch of lazy clowns, yada, yada, yada. No, uh, part of the reason, you know, uh, that, that that Kawhi Leonard sits out so many games is the Clippers want to re-sign him and they understand that they need him healthy for to make a championship run. So, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll limit his minutes and it worked for the Raptors. They won a championship. So let's see if it works for us. Um, and again, so th- those are those are things that the that the players need to do a better job of. I think just making uh, from a PR perspective. Yes. Um, again, I, I would prefer that they get a larger slice of the pie. Um, I've never been one to complain about player salaries. Um, yes. You know, I'd rather see Randall or even the would pick whatever player you dislike on whatever team. Uh, you'd rather that player get the money than a guy like James Dolan pocket an additional x amount of uh, 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 he was already sitting on billions um right. so you know, i have i have no issue from that perspective um the one thing i did want to mention in terms of the cba report and we'll talk about this more over the next couple of minute, next couple of months and especially this summer um the most interesting part of the report to me was as you mentioned the increase in that that max uh, extension offers um yeah. as you mentioned Randall could sign for 120% they're talking about bumping that up to 140% potentially up to 150% that could be very important um for the Knicks in particular when it comes to um re-signing Jalen Brunson when his deal eventually yep. expires because he's going to pick that player option. Um, he's going to exercise that player option and hit free agency. Um, he's only going to be under contract for two more years um, at a decreasing contract level. Which his contract value right now is insane. Um, and the also, should the Knicks get another star or trade for a player? In particular, the first guy that came to my mind was OG Ananubi. Um, one of the reasons that the, the that the Raptors will look to trade him this summer if they don't sign him to an extension yeah. is because they're worried about him hitting free agency um, because he's incentivized financially incentivized to opt out and hit the free agent market. Whereas if you could if you could sign him to 150 percent of his current contract, he might be more likely to sign an extension. So if the Knicks were to trade for a guy like that, um, you could lock him up and keep him in your core uh, potentially longer term. So that's definitely something that I'll keep an eye on as these as these uh, negotiations kind of evolve yeah some of these details may feel like you know minute details but they really can impact how your team builds their roster so when they talk about these cba deals uh, i'm i'm combing through them with a fine brush or fine comb like it, it's, it's very important to understand these little things so you mentioned re-signing guys like uh, Jalen Brunson um talk about other guys that may be available on the trade market that they may be bringing in looking to resign like that that increase on that uh on those extensions is super important i think worth mentioning for sure